We have mastered hooping. We have mastered preaching. But we have yet to master willing to be tried. Eh. If, if, if you tell me, if you tell me, if I would have ever, if I would have ever come to Miriam and told her, I love you. I, I just met you, but I love you. I love you. You're the one. Uh, you just do it for me. I don't never want nobody else. And she'd be a fool to say, well, I love you too. Come on, let's get married. I don't know anything about you. You don't have to show me anything. You understand what I'm saying to you? But but every now and then, for you to be for you to be found official, for you to be found tried and true, you've got to be tried by a fire I don't know about many of you and how many of you got saved but I bless God for the way that I got saved I found God watch this I, I began to run into God I began to relationship with God while I was in the fire I, it wasn't all sweet and it wasn't all pretty and it didn't have it going on in fact in a jail cell down in Louisville in 35B I ran into a man named Jesus you understand what I'm saying to you and it's something where you've got everything going against you and it don't look like you have a chance of coming out of what it is that you're going through and this beautiful entity this this perfect person decides that he's going to deal with your imperfect self Lord have mercy you understand what I'm saying to you see 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 some of y'all need to be tried but I came through Lord have mercy I met him in the fire is it anybody in the building today uh, that's so for real about God that you'll say you know what uh, you can take all these amenities uh, you can take all the luxuries that I have uh, I want to be tried by the fire uh, test me uh, test me uh, is it anybody in the building uh, with the send me spirit uh, Lord I'll go Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. Some of you are trying to figure out why you have yet to next level. Some of you are trying to figure out why you can't find true happiness. Some of you are trying to figure out why you didn't get promoted. Some of you are trying to figure out why your kids is crazy or why the marriage isn't working. But the reality is, the problem is, it's not that God's not on the throne. It's not that God isn't watching. It's not that God isn't listening. It's the fact that you've become too comfortable with your stuff. You've become too comfortable with your stuff. You, you, you've prayed, Lord, help my kids. You've prayed, Lord, help my marriage. You've prayed, Lord, help my job. You've prayed, Lord, help my health. But you've yet to say, whatever you need to take from me, whatever you need to put me through, put me through it, because I want to see the power of God resting on my life. How many in the building? I gotta rush through this. I gotta, I gotta get through this. How many in the building are looking for breakthrough on one in one area or another? <laughs> How many of you are looking for things to change, need things to be different in, in one area or another? I, then I just want to challenge you all over the building for those of you that's real enough to say, I'm going through something and I've been dealing with something and I've been struggling with something. But you know what? I ain't putting nothing on it. Every now and then you got to put something. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We went to the car dealership yesterday and, 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 and we liked the car. The car was pretty. The car was nice and it drove good. And we wanted to ride away with the car. But before you could get the car, he says, you got to put something on it. How many of you here today are willing to put something on it for what you're asking God. Lord, have mercy. Y'all don't, don't hear me in here. Y'all don't hear 
I, 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 want, I want my kids to be straight. I want my marriage to be okay. I want the job to love me. I don't want to put nothing on it. I just want you to bless me. I don't, I don't want to be broken. I just want to be blessed. Can I just tell you in here today that if you ever going to be blessed the way you desire to be blessed, you're going to first have to go through a breaking. Lord, have mercy. You know, you know what's real when you say, you take what you desire, because leave it to us and we'll give him what we don't want anyway. Leave it to us, we'll give him what, what we don't need, what don't fit no more. But when you can stand flat-footed in the fire and say, whatever it is that you need from me, whatever it is that has to, and no matter how it has to hurt me, no matter how it has to break me, no matter how it has to leave me, so take it. Because what I want to come to pass is that, what I want to come to pass is that major. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody all over the building. Give him a hand clap. I dare somebody tell him, you can have it. You can have it. Whatever it is that you need. Whatever it is that you need. Whatever it is that you see that needs to go, you can have it. Take it from me. Take them from me. Take it from me. Take it all from me. I'm tired of asking. I've been selfish. It's been all about me. You take what you need. You take what you see I don't need no more. You take what you know has been doing me wrong. I might love it, but if it needs to be, I might love it, but if it needs to be gone, you take it. You know best. I trust you completely. Listen. I want to be tried by the fire. Found out that sometimes I need to be tried. You know when you need to be tried, you begin to realize, I need to be tried by the fire. When you begin to fall to the standard. Oh. When you find yourself out of the will of God, you know then, maybe I need to be tried. When you find yourself in a position over and over and over and over again, Maybe I need to be tried by the fire. Some of you just dealing with depression and depression just dog walking you all through your life and maybe I need to be tried by the fire. Some of us don't want to be tried by the fire when dealing with depression because we understand that what it is that is depressing us, we've come to love. Oh God. <laughs> What, what's depressing me, what, what has broken me, what, what's making it hard to wake up sometimes and get out the bed. It's what I've, I done messed around and loved. Lord, have mercy. You got to get to the point in your life where you say, God, don't make no, never mind how bad it hurts. Don't make no, never mind how attached I am to it. I'm going to trust you to take what I don't need. 
I'm going to trust you to take what I'm not strong enough to release. I'm going to trust you. Lord, have mercy. You don't. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to. Come out from behind the wall. Come out from behind the wall. You're not expected to be so strong. Not expected to be so strong. I can't even cry sometimes because everything is on my shoulders. I, I can't even be, I can't even be the me I need to be. I can't even be vulnerable sometimes because everything is on my come. On. The Lord says, come out from amongst the wall. I, I got strength for you. <laughs> I've got answers for you. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Some of us have come to the point where we, we find it admirable to be the strong one, to be the glue. But I want you to understand that sometimes Satan plays a game with you being the glue. Oh, God, can I... Sometimes God plays a game with you being, Satan plays a game with you being the strong one. Because we, we oftentimes, when we talk about being strong, we, we feel like we can't break down. When we talk about being strong, we feel like we can't be real. And, 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 so, and so we walk through life not saying nothing. And, and after a while of walking through life not saying nothing, you become numb. When don't nobody, don't nobody understand you, they, and you're trying to figure out why you ain't getting along with folk and folk getting on your nerves, it's simply because you have so much that you have yet to release. Because you have found out, you have, Satan has tricked you into being strong means you got to shut up, and being strong means you can't cry, and being strong means you can't scream out, I've had enough. I need you to give me a second. Got to be careful about being, about being the strong one. Got to be careful about being the glue because the glue, when you the glue, you get stuck. When you become the glue, you get, Lord have mercy, you get stuck. And you've been thinking that you've just been the matriarch. You've just been thinking that you've been the one. You've just been thinking you, you was the one that was sent, that was called. But, but none of that's true. The reality is one day you wake up and God bless you with enough common sense to see I'm just stuck. You know what the problem was? Lord have mercy. You know what the problem was in the, in the Friday the 13th movies and in the, and in, in, in the Norman Bates movies and all? You know what the problem was when they, you remember when in Friday the 13th they would be walking through the field and, and they hear that and they, and they'd stop. And then they'd see the enemy face to face. And, 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 and in my right mind, I'd run. But I can't run because I'm stuck. The problem that I had with being stuck every time that I watched a movie is that they never were stuck and then fought. They were stuck, then destroyed. We got too many people in the building today, oh Lord have mercy, that is stuck. And you don't even know it. And you're trying to figure out how it is that you continuously take loss after loss and beating after beating. And how it is that you, ain't nothing wrong, but you can't wake up with a smile in your spirit. It's because you're stuck. And with you being stuck, the enemy is body blowing and body blowing and body blowing you. 
Lord, have mercy. So you're going to have to, 21st century church, you're going to have to. You're going to have to learn that you can't always be cute. You're going to have to be tried. And ain't nothing cute about being tried. Don't bring your good church. Don't bring your good dress to being tried. Don't wear your good shoes to being tried. Being tried means you're going to be taken through some things that you never thought that you'd have to go through in your life. I was listening to a song on the way up here, and Bishop Brian Moore, in the song, he said, you learn more from the lows than you ever could from the highs. And the problem with the 21st century church and the 21st century church people is we don't want to know nothing about the lows. We just want to stay high. So when the storms of life just happen and you have to go through it anyway, you ain't prepared for nothing because you kept yourself in a high place. <laughs> oh, God. And you are not trained to deal with the lows. Some of you are saying, I've been in a low spot for too long, Pastor. You know how that ain't true? You know when you, you've been in a low spot long enough is when you don't care if you ever come out of the low spot as long as you've got him. Lord, have mercy. Whew. Some of you are asking for a pardon, but you've done no time. Whew. Oh, God, let me get to this sermon. All over the building, let's just give God a hand clap. Because he loves us enough to try us. And in the trying, we find out where we are and where we are not. It's in the trying that you find out where you are and where you are not. Go ahead and have a seat. I won't be before you long. Children's Church. Is Children's Church open today? Children's Church. Hallelujah. Listen. Listen. Hold on, babies. Shirley, you back there. We're going to do this twice a day. If there's anybody in the building, because we see people leaving early and things of that nature, and you don't get a chance to be a blessing to the house of the Lord, if there's anybody in the building that has a, has a tithe or an offering that you want to, to bless the house with, uh, you want to bless the Lord with, uh, tithes and offerings, Shirley's in the back. You can uh, make your way to her while the children are going upstairs. You can make your way to her. If not, if you want to cash app them, you can cash app them to dollar sign, money sign, UWC Lex, money sign, UWC Lex. If you have a check, you can make it to the Unity Worship Center, the Unity Worship Center. Are we on social media today? If, uh, if you send a check to social media through social, uh, I mean, if you're sending a check from the outside, the address is 1975 Haggard Court, 1975 Haggard Court. Lexington, Kentucky, 40505. For those of you that are going to wait until service is over and we'll have our offering again at the end of the service, the Lord told me, said, make it easy for folk because sometimes folk can conveniently forget. He says, and so when they conveniently forget, what they are doing is they are willfully walking into sin. And sometimes you got to help people not be sinful. Lord, have mercy. Oof. Hallelujah. The Lord has placed on my heart to say these things so that we have an understanding that as we begin to teach the word of God, that we ask that you not be all over the place. We ask that you not be walking around. We ask that you not be speaking to your neighbor. We ask that you not have to get up and use the restroom. You had to use the restroom before you got here. You had to use, you had time to use the restroom when you got here. It is time for the word. 
We ask that you stay put for the word. And, and the Lord says, watch out when you say things like that in the house, because then you just need to watch for the rebellious ones. We understand that some people are going to have medical issues and situations like that, and they have to use the restroom and things of that nature. Uh, but, but you also got to watch out for the one that's just decided they're not going to listen. Amen. I believe that in 2021, God is doing something in this church where he is saying, if you don't want to be a part of the will of God, don't come back here. Lord, have mercy. You would think that a, a pastor wouldn't say that in this day and age. The pandemic and funds is already low and, and all of that. But, but God, see, I want you to understand something. Whatever God started, God can take care of. God wants holiness in his church. And that, Lord, have mercy. God wants, can I say that again? God wants holiness in his church. God wants honor and respect in his church. And, and, and the problem is we've got too many houses that's called the church that don't, that don't, uh, that don't, uh, uh, that don't necessarily look for, need, or, or, or demand excellence and honor for the Lord. But this is a house that the Lord has made. This here, as the songwriter said, is holy ground. So this house will be respected. Amen. So I'm going to ask again that as we begin to go forward in the message, we don't want you walking around. We don't want you. My mic sounds nice. Everything's good. We want you to hear the word of the Lord. Write notes down. Apply what you read. Let's get better together. New, me, new mind. New me. New us. If you don't change your mind, you have an, you have an un, all you have is an unproductive, different-looking you. We're to the point, the Lord said, tell you this, we're to the point to where the sinful one stands out like a sore thumb. There has been a unity to come together in this church to where the sinful one sticks out like a sore thumb. We see you. Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. And he's fine. He's at home. He's fine. If we haven't learned to deal with certain things that happened in our house by now, then something is wrong with our salvation. He's ours. He's fine. Earlier this week, while I was doing my daily devotions, I came across a scripture that I had read many times before. But this time, when I read it, I must admit that I found myself captivated by the word that I could not stop reading and I just kept reading it over and over and over again. And I truly believe that any time that you have read a scripture so many times that you are you're to the point that you're quite familiar with it and then on a certain occasion you read that same scripture but this time around something comes alive in you I believe that is God wanting you to really grab hold of what it is that you're reading. Anybody ever done that? You've, you've read a certain verse a bunch of times and, 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 and you just read it and went on. You knew it. You've read it so many times that you lightweight memorized it. But this time you read it and it wouldn't let you go. Lord, have mercy. I, I also believe that one of the greatest issues with the 21st century church is that we have far too many 21st Christian, 21st century church folk that are committed to far too many things but refuse to be as committed to the word of God. 
Folk have just decided to believe that as long as they come to church, that's enough. Truth being told, if I'm going to tell you how I really feel or what I really think, then I truly believe, what I truly believe is that we know how important the word is, but we are far too committed to Facebook, Netflix, and Candy Crush to make time for the word. If I was to say, tell the truth and shame the devil, how many of you watch Netflix more than you study your word? The number of hands, if people were honest, that would go up, it would be disrespectful to the kingdom of God. If I was to say, how many in the house today or watching on social media play Candy Crush or some other type of phone game more than they read or study the word of God, the answer would be, the answer would be disrespectful. If I was to ask today, how many in the building tell the truth, shame the devil, spend far more time, logged far more time, far more hours on Facebook than they did in the word of God? The answer would be disrespectful to the kingdom of God. And we wonder why, we wonder why we're in the shape that we're in. The problem with this mentality is that there is a staying power that you miss out on when you neglect to read the word of God. And what I have further figured out about folk that don't read the word is that they probably don't have a prayer life either. Now, now I'm not talking about that, now I lay me down to sleep, or thank you for my daily bread. No, no, I'm talking about laying out before God and not begging him because if you know him, then you know you don't have to beg him. But I'm talking about you having a faith that when you lay prostrate in the floor, your prayer turns from prayer to warfare. And when you are done, you leave with an expectation of what you're warred for coming to pass. I don't hear me in here. Well, let's play with that for a second. If you said... I do be on Facebook more than I be in the Word. If you said, I do be on my phone games more than I be in the Word. If you said, I do be, you know, on uh, 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 other, other situations, uh, you know, more than I be in my Word. If you said that, and what strength is the church in today then? Just imagine if over half of you said, one of those three things get more of my attention than the Word of God my question is, then what is the strength of this church? Oh, Lord. Whew. Well, 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 well how, how powerful can this church be if only a handful of people, a small handful of people, read the word more than deal with their fetish? How strong can the church really be? And when you begin to say the churches with thousands, hundreds and thousands of people in them, and truth be told, just because they're big in number don't mean they're big in commitment. <laughs> Can I say that again? Just because they're big in number don't mean that they're big in commitment to God. 
You look big, but you ain't really working with nothing. Because you don't spend no time, no time in the word. Here's another thing. I want y'all to understand this. There is no way that you can call yourself a saint, but you don't get in the word. There's no way. You, 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 remember, you remember the other week when I told you that there is a difference between reading the Bible and getting in your word. Can I just go ahead and say this? Anybody can read the Bible, but relationship causes you to get in it. So sometimes I can be reading it and get so deep in the word that I feel like I'm in the pages. And in fact, I, I, I want to, you know, I want to be in the pages. When I, when I see the scriptures on the paper, I, I also want to see me. I want to, I want to be so transformed by this book. I want to eat this book so much. I, I, I want to, I want, I want this book so deep down on the inside of me that I resemble scripture. I want to be so at one with it that even when I'm not speaking on the subjects concerning the word, you can still hear the power of the word radiating from my voice. Because scripture, being in the presence of God, should be more important than anything. You can't claim him, watch this, write this down. You can't claim him but not want him. Oh, God, you can't claim him, but not want him. Oh, God, that, that don't even make sense, Pastor. Sure it does. Sure it does. <laughs> that's, a, that's like a woman. I, I had this analogy this morning. It's like a woman who doesn't like or love her man she's with, that she's with. But she does like and love the benefits that come from being with him. And, and, and so she claims him, she plays the role, she does the bare minimum to please him, to show her affection for him, and, and, and it's, it's not really a thing for her to cheat on him with another, thinking that her man don't know. Any, anybody ever know a woman like that? H have, have a good man. That, that man be the truth. That man take care of her. Make sure she's never hungry. Make sure, make sure she's never without. But for whatever reason, she still don't love him and she still don't respect him. But, but she's always chasing this cat. It really ain't about nothing. And don't care nothing about her. She, she's, she's using her. He, he's, he's using her for her look and her body. He, he uses her for the benefits without any emotional responsibility for her. Can I, can I just go ahead and say that? Anytime that you lay down with someone that is not your husband or your wife, you rob who you're laying down with of the, of the emotional responsibility that is due you. Make it plain, Pastor. In other words, I, I can be with you all night physically. Wake up in the morning. I mean, I told you I loved you all night long. You told me you loved me all night long. We touched each other all night long. You woke up in the morning. We woke up in the morning. You told me you had a headache. I told you I had to bounce. Could you just give me a glass of water while I take those, these pills right here real quick? No, I got to go. I don't owe you. I'm not, I'm not, I don't owe you anything. I'm not obligated to anything with you. Ooh. And that's what you rob your maybe would-be mate anytime that you lay down with them and you don't have their last name.
one that don't care nothing about her. She loves him. She respects him. She at times will disrespect her man for him. But what's crazy is he can't and won't do nothing for her. Oh, can, can I just go ahead and tell you that that's how it is with God. For some of us, we claim him, but we really don't want him. We, we want the benefits, but we don't want the responsibilities of being a child of God. We, we want the blessings. We want the breakthroughs, but don't give me the commandments. I, I, I want you to make sure that I've got everything that I need, but don't tell me who I can be around and don't tell me what I can say and don't tell me what I can do. I, I, I claim you, but I don't really mess with you like that. Lord have mercy. I was watching Poetic Justice this weekend. Anybody ever seen Poetic Justice? And, and, and Keisha, you know, Keisha, she was, she was with your boy that kept on brushing his hair. I can't remember his name. And she, and she said, and he said, he said, yeah, yeah, I, I pay for at the gas pumps. He, he said, I pay for. She says, I ration it out. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and he, he thought he was her man. He says, you know, she loved me. She can't get enough of me. She, she, she's crazy about me. And she was saying, I've been dating this other dude. And when I get home, I'm going to call him. That's how it is with us with God. We want the benefits, but we don't want the responsibility of being his child. And we do the bare minimum of what we think it takes to make him happy. So we go to church and we sing and we shout and we play the role thinking that he don't know that we don't mean it. Can I say that again? That all of your church antics, he knows you don't mean it. Woo. Don't, don't, don't that make you just want to straighten up and fly right? Right there at that moment, he knows you're playing a game. If you are not serious about your love for God, he knows. Whew. But we believe that he don't. We believe that he doesn't know that our heart is actually with the world. And we cheat on him every chance that we get. Think about, why would a woman go lay with a man who is not her husband enjoy herself, but then come back to her husband and cook him dinner. <laughs> Not because she loves him and doesn't want him hungry. No, she goes home and cooks for him and resumes life as normal because she feels like he doesn't know. And as long as he doesn't know, no harm, no foul. Everything's okay. So some of us are just silly enough to believe that God doesn't know that you are cheating on him. Some of us are silly enough to believe that all we have to do is say that we believe in God and no matter what we do, we're still good. He, he will let it go because we say we love him. Or he will let it go because, uh, 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 because all we ever had to do was say we believe in him. The devil is a lie. I remember Jesus saying, put it up there, Shana, with their lips, they worship me. But their heart, Lord, have mercy. Can I get that on the screen? Their heart is far from me. With their lips, they worship me. He says, these people draw near me with their mouth. This is another version. And honor me with their lips. 
but their heart. Can I just ask you a question? How many of you have sat in here, boo-hoo, cried, talked about how you love God in your own mind, didn't tell nobody else, but just said it and mentioned it in, at the time? When I, It's over. I'm through playing games with God. I'm going to be about God's business for real. And it wasn't Wednesday before you found yourself back in the mess that you was originally in. How many of you, don't raise your hands, that's on you if you do, but you don't have to. How many of you have been in your sin so long that you know you're wrong with God, but you have just determined in your heart, I love him and he loves me. But he said in his word, you will know those that love me because they keep my commandments. Didn't say that, that you wasn't going to mess up. But it did say that you were, see, the problem that I see is when, you know, people, you know, every, you're going to mess up. Maybe you're going, you might mess up. But if you do, see, because you mess up don't mean that I should never see his commandments done through you. You understand what I'm saying to you? You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm operating, I'm, 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 uh, everything that he's asked me to do, I do. I, and, ha, ah, ah, ah. But this thing right here, it's, it's bigger than me. It's, it's, and every now and then I fall victim to it because, not, not because I want it, but because it's bigger than me. Can I just go ahead and talk to you about that? Some of you in here right now, oh God, some of you right here, in here right now, you are destroying yourselves emotionally and mentally because, because you think so less of yourself because you've been struggling with something for so long that you have equated struggling with it with sin. Baby, let me go ahead and tell you something. As long as you are struggling with it, as long as you are fighting it, it back as long as it's swinging on you and you're swinging on it and you're just not laying down and taking it you have you are not God you are not illegal to the kingdom from struggling you are illegal in the kingdom when you give in Satan has fixed us to believe has tricked us to believe that because I've been struggling with something for so long I must be in sin I'm not actually doing the sin I'm just struggling with wanting to do the sin I'm just struggling with telling the sin no all the time. You understand what I'm saying to you. I'm not actually doing it, but I struggle. Because I'm not doing it don't mean I don't like it. But, but if I'm not doing it, then I'm not in sin. And, it's like, and struggling don't mean I'm failing. But that isn't the conversation for a lot of us today. Some of us have to say and be honest, I've, I'm failing and I've been failing for years. And I've been from... Job to job failing. Oh, Lord. Relationship, relationship failing. And everything always ends up the same way because I, I give in instead of fight. Some of you, God is saying, when are you going to wonder what it feels like when you continuously fight? What, 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 are you, when are you, what is it going to feel like when you don't throw in the towel? When you stop giving up and when you stop giving in, when you understand that no matter how many times you do it and how you do it and how good you do it, if it's not right, it ain't going to work out for you at all. <laughs> With their lips they worship me, but their hearts is far from me. I was in a service not too long ago. And I, I struggled to deal with this, to, to, to bring this out. I was in a service not too long ago where preacher said some things that caught my attention. I had one of the saints of unity in the house with me. And I'm here to tell you that I was proud of that person because that person was listening to that preacher and that person knew that that preacher, something was off. Let me just say that, something was off. 
he said that people don't go to hell because of sin, but rather for disbelief. And as troubling as that statement was to me, I somewhat understood where he was getting his doctrine from and what I believe and hope he was trying to say. Because Jesus is found telling his disciples in John chapter 16, verses 7 through 11, we're going to deal with the New King James Version. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you, the helper being the Holy Spirit. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of righteousness, and of judgment, of sin, because they do not believe in me, of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I want to deal with verses 8 and 9 because this is where I found myself, I found myself vexed because in the intro of the sermon, the preacher had already set it up and he was talking to the young people in the service. He was trying to. He was saying things like, y'all got a right to be fed up with people telling you that you need to get yourself together. You ought to be tired of hearing people say things like, if you continue to live this way, that you're going to go to hell. That's when the preacher informed the church that that was a lie. That folk weren't going to hell because of their sins, but only because they didn't believe in Jesus. To the preacher's defense, I want this understood, I'm not trying, I want to make it clear that I'm not shaming or shading this preacher in any way. In fact, I will go so far as to say, I think I knew where he was trying to go, but didn't, just didn't quite get there. My problem with him not quite getting there is since that he never quite got there, the young people never quite got it. And, and, and it is a very good chance that the ones who may have been paying attention may have left with the mindset that I can sin all I want to because all I got to do is believe in Jesus. There is a doctrine out there that is causing a lot of problems. And I don't say this because since I have been taught that the doctrine is wrong, I believe the doctrine is wrong. No, that's not how I walk my walk. I, I have to study something for myself and do all the research that I can and, and, and then figure out if to me it's right or wrong. What, what do I get from this, what I've studied and researched? And so when I, when I say that this doctrine is and has been harming us for a while, it's not because those in my denomination feel this way. I have nothing to do with how they feel. I say what I am about to say because I have my, with my own ears, heard people tell me that, 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 that they were taught in church that, that all they had to do was believe. And, and unless, unless they are taught correctly, a burning hell awaits them. Jesus said in John 16, verses 8 and 9, I want you to pay attention to this. This is going to bless you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment 
Look at verse number nine. Of sin because they do not believe in me. I understand the part where he will convict the world of sin because they did not believe in me. Jesus was saying it's the sin is the reason that they're being convicted. And, and they, they sin because they don't believe in me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's, that's a big difference. That's a big difference from what was being said at the service. They, they, they sin because they don't believe in me. If I tell you I love you, but I do everything opposite of loving you, it's going to be hard for you to believe me. I tell you I love you, you see that I love you by how I operate with you and about you. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> in, in, in other words, watch this. Had they believed in me, truly believed in me, and not just this loose-lipped service, but truly believed in me, that belief, watch this, would have changed their view towards sin. That, that, that belief would have enabled them to be transformed by the renewing of their mind through God's word. The, the, watch this. I want to, it's just going to bless you. The, the belief is needed. Truly. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> the belief is needed. Truly needed to stop the sin. Thus stop the conviction. So, so, so I can go along with not believing is a part of the reason. But, but, but it's, it's the fact that they don't believe that they still have the mindset of sin. And he said, I'm going to convict the world of sin. And you can't sit in front of teenagers and young people and say, you can do whatever you do. It don't make no difference what you do. All you have to do is believe and you're going to get in. You can't tell people that. You have to finish that. You have to explain that. That your belief in the Christ should transform you to where you don't have a mind for sin anymore, but a mind for righteousness. Lord, have mercy. We wonder why some of these places are sold out. If you never came here, if you continue to go to some of the churches that you went to, and I'm not saying that we're the only ones that's right. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying wherever you came from was wrong. I'm not saying that. But I want to ask you a question. Say you never went to a church before. And you went to a church and they told you. And, and I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying he didn't finish. I don't want to touch his anointed. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying I just didn't hear him finish. And the finish was so very important. So say you went, never been to church before and you decide you're going to go try this church thing out. Everybody's been talking to you about it. Everybody's been telling you that you need to go. And so you go to church, and the preacher, and he's elegant with his speech. He seems extremely intelligent, dresses nice. He seems to have it going on. And he tells you that you don't have to necessarily worry about your behavior. You don't necessarily have to worry about how you carry yourself. All you have to worry about is believing in him. He says to you, you can do, it don't make no difference whatever you do, just make sure you believe. That's a church you can get down with, ain't it, for the first time going. 
You mean to tell me that I get to, because don't tell me it doesn't matter what I do. I still, all I got to do is believe because don't matter what I do covers a whole lot of what can be done. And, and my ism, <laughs> my, my fetish, my itch might be in don't make no never mind what you do. If, 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 oh God, watch this. If my, if my, don't make no never mind what I do. Lord, have mercy. If it don't, but it's killing me. Oh God. It's, it's killing me. See, some sin ain't just killing you spiritually. Some sin is killing you physically. But if it don't make no never mind what I do, I'm still going to get in because I believe. Yeah. Oh God. Then I messed up on every point. What, hold, hold on, let's, hold on, let's, let's fast forward it. Then I decide I'm going to church with Lisa. <laughs> and we're going to unity. And I'm told that, 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 that if I believe, then my belief should transform my mind into a specimen that no longer wants to sin. And, and, and then I see in the verse, he, he makes me read these verses on the screen because if, if, if it doesn't matter what I do, then why did Jesus waste time when he said, be holy because I'm holy? It don't make no difference. He said, come out from among them and until you do, I'm not going to accept you as sons and daughters. Let's just throw all that away. Let's just throw that away. So, so now I've got a problem, Lord, have mercy. Because I've been six months deep into this church to tell me all i got to do is believe. But I done spent one service with a cat that's telling me that that belief should transform me into being a person that does not want to sin against God and has shown me verses to support it. But you know what's going to happen? They're going to dislike us and go back home because it's easier there and there's no standard there. And unless God has convicted their heart, unless God has touched their heart, unless there is a, they, they are going to go back and not only are they going to go back home, they're going to talk about us. They think they better than everybody over there. No, we're just keeping the book. If, if it was true, once saved, always saved, we wouldn't have needed all the other chapters. You could have just said, whatever book, chapter 1, verse 1, once saved, always saved, that's it. But all through the book, we realize, even, so say, yeah, that's just the new, no, 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 no. If my people who are called by my you gotta stop sinning. Lord have mercy. You ain't gotta be perfect, but you gotta stop sinning. You can't keep doing it. You can't keep knowing you're wrong, but doing wrong. Lord have mercy. You see why these churches are blow up? 
But we sat here, and Satan tricks us into believing this. This is what, this is what we say walking out. If we was really, if the hand of God was really on us, we'd be packed out by now. Maybe it's the hand of God that's on us why we ain't packed out right now. Oh, Lord. Jesus could start a church in the hotel ballroom across the gate and folk would go for the first two Sundays because it was Jesus. But when they begin to realize how Jesus wasn't playing with them, they'd be back over here on the third Sunday. We ain't going to lose nobody to Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> you, we, we, we ain't going to wear. Oh, Jesus is over there. We might not get the light bill paid over here. No, because we can depend on Jesus going to be Jesus, and they going to be back. That's why, that's why some houses aren't built on the Holy Ghost. Some houses aren't built on the scriptures. Some houses are built on profit margins and bottom lines. And they're not worried about us. Because Susie Q and Johnny Mac might have came over here for a couple Sundays. Because they're going to go back. History, sermons, recordings, YouTubes, everything has said. He gonna keep on preaching, and the pastors that preach at this house gonna keep on preaching, and the ministers that preach at this house and teach at this house, they gonna keep on preaching and teaching the truth. So, so we, so, so history says we don't gotta worry about unity, cause they gonna keep it real. We gonna keep the bottom line. We gonna keep the profit margin. I, 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 I go buy a car, huh? I'm gonna go buy a car, all on faith. All on faith. Huh? Because I don't know. Lord, have mercy. I don't know. But they running around here in 21s. Ain't worried at all. And didn't have to pray about it. Because all I got to do is entertain. Oh, God. Sonja, sometimes I wish I could just entertain. I just wish I, because y'all think the hoop is the anointing. The hoop ain't the anointing. The hoop is me. You understand what I'm saying to you? Sometimes I wish I could just come and entertain because it blows up. When, you ever notice when I preach for three, four weeks in a row, people bring people. They, they come from, am I lying about it? They come from Facebook into the house when I preach for three, four. But I got to, ah! You better appreciate pastor. <laughs> Come down and throw me money. Here's the problem. Even when I'm preaching, I'm preaching what I'm teaching. But because we're not, we're not, we wasn't listening to the word no way. We just excited that you, mm. Well, you went over there, didn't you? We know where he come from. We ain't going to say it, though. We ain't going to say it. You got to come from a particular school to be able to do what you just did. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. The belief is needed to truly stop the sin, thus stopping the conviction. I can go away with this. I can go, I can go along with him to a point. 
But the sin, Lord have mercy, is still dog walking us. Scriptures teach, watch this, scripture even teaches that even the demons believe. <laughs> but I'm sure, I don't, I don't nobody in here believe that the demons are going to go to heaven. Oh, Lord. Let, let, let me deal with that another day. Okay, let me get you out of here. Let me get you out of here. I got nine minutes. Let me get you out of here. I got to get on the highway. Very important things happening today. <laughs> I was doing my devotion, and I ran across the scripture. Let's go to John 16, 33. We're going to be out. Nine minutes. John 16, 33, and I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation first. And it says, I have told you, and this is Jesus talking, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Woo. 558, uh, well, 658, I swing around to gate 15, Tyrone, get down here. We got to look at this. In tears, we sat there in tears, and he said, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. There's one other version that I wanted you to see and hear this version because this is the version I read it from in my devotional. And let's, let's look at it in that verse. Same verse, different, different. The Holman Christian Standard Bible. And it said, I told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Watch this. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. Lord, have mercy. Be courageous. Despite what it is that you're, you're going through, be courageous. Despite what it is that's coming up against you. Because I have conquered the world. In chapter 16, Jesus covers a lot of ground. He tells them that there's going to be a time when they're going to be banned from the church. From the synagogues and people will, will literally try to keep them from church he, he goes on and he talks about the Holy Spirit or the helper coming and, and, and how and how uh, uh, it's to their advantage that he leaves so that the Holy Spirit can come and, and he tells them he gives them a quick rundown of the Holy Spirit's ministry while here in the earth realm he goes on to tell them that he is going to be leaving them soon, but, 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 but though they will no longer see him, Lord have mercy, <laughs> they will see him soon. He, he, he's going to be with the Father, but they have access to the Father through him, and anything that they ask in his name, they shall receive. Don't, uh, no, don't, 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 hold on, stop, wait a minute, don't, uh-uh, don't, don't ask amiss. Don't ask foolishly. Don't ask against the will. See, but when you mature to the point to where you know what to ask for, you know to put his name on it. You, you ever ask somebody, can you have something as a child? And they say, did your mama say you can have it? Right there, you found yourself in a position. You could lie and say, yes, yeah. she said, I can have it. 
and you know you're going to get it. But there is a chance that she's probably going to say, the person is probably going to talk to your mama and find out that they didn't say you could have it, and you're going to get it again. Or you can sit there and say, no, she didn't say I could have it, and you, that's a hard decision to make because you know what comes next. Go ask your mama, and if your mama says you can have it, then you, you can come on back and get it. But you know that you can't go to your mama and ask your mama because you know your mama ain't going to let you have it, and it ain't just because mama's mean. Mama's looking out. Oh, God. Mama's looking out for you, and she knows I, I, I can let that one. I can let you have the sugar. I know that you like it, but I also know you're allergic to it. Oh, God. So, so, so we're careful about not putting mama's name on it. You better be more careful. All these people want to run right here. The Lord told me. Pastor, you do it. That's because the Lord told me. And when has the Lord told me that it didn't come to pass? I'll wait. It feel good when you can do that, you know. I'll wait. He said, he said a whole lot more, but that was just a recap. But the recap is why we got to verse 33. And he says, and this is what I read in my journal, in my devotional. It said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. In this life, we deal with trials of sickness and, and tragedy and natural disasters and uh, and all types of just madness and, and yet for the Christian we are supposed to be able we are able to walk through it all in peace and purpose see don't make oh never mind what comes up against us we walk through it in peace because we understand we have a purpose you understand what I'm saying to you? The, 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 the life that God calls us to was wonderful because no matter what's going on we know through him we overcome it because he overcame it oh lord Christ suffered mightily because God called him to suffer. And, and yet, the, it's kind of it's deep how that kind of ties in with being tried by the fire today, huh? Oh, Lord, look, look at how the Lord works. Christ suffered mightily because God called him to suffer. And yet the author of Hebrews says that Christ was anointed with the oil of joy. Hold on. He suffered, but he was anointed with the oil of joy. So hold on. You mean to tell me that I could suffer and still be balling? <laughs> oh Lord, oh Lord! <laughs> see, 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 see! I understand there's going to be some things to go on, but 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 the only difference is how I decide to handle it. Do I handle it in my flesh or do I handle it in Him? Because the verse tells us that in Him is there's peace, and if I'm in Him, then I'm in peace. Amen. Jesus lets us know there's going to be some things to go on, but there's peace in Him. You see, you see in that verse, I have told you these things so that in what? In who? In me, in him, you may have peace. Here's, here, here's what I want to drive home today. Is because I see so many people going through it simply because they refuse to be in him. You're still in the world, but you won't be in him. Lord, have mercy. And he says about the world, there's going to be suffering. So why do we stay? Why do we choose to be in a place where there's going? Has anybody in here ever suffered? 
No, no, I'm, I'm serious. Have, have you ever, have, see, because some, some of y'all young and too young, you ain't suffered. You ain't suffered nothing. You ain't suffered. I'm talking about, have, have you ever suffered? I'm, ta I'm talking about, I'm talking about to where you, to where you, st you can't, eat. you ever suffered to where you couldn't eat? And you're starving, but okay, it ain't nothing I can do with it. I'm suffering. The word suffer means uh, to, to, to be hit with great distress. To be hit with great distress. To go through great pain. Anybody ever been through pain? And this is what blew my mind. This is what blew my mind. It said this. It said this. It said, uh, 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 a psychologist said, there's two types of suffering. There, there's two places that suffering comes from. Watch this. One is uh, when you are morally foul. When you are morally wrong. Amen. He says, when you are morally wrong, that causes suffering. The second is when you suffer naturally. You know, my, my grandmama was 80, 86 years old, 88 years old, and, and, and she died, and, and, and that was natural. You understand? I, 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 I suffered naturally because she was, she was, she was old, and she, but I loved her, and she had been in my life for the whole time I had been in the world, and, and, and I suffered pain, but that was natural. But, but I've also suffered, Lord, have mercy. I've also suffered because of my wickedness. Anybody in the building, anybody in the building ever suffered naturally? Just somebody that you love dies, somebody, you know, some, something go wrong, something just, and you suffered naturally. But let me ask you in here, how many of you in here have suffered because you've been immoral? And, and I don't, it sounds like, sound like I got some people that understand what I'm going through. I don't know about nobody else, but, 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 but I found out that my worst suffering was when it was my fault. When, 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 you ever had to sit back and, 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 and say, and say, you know, you, you can lie and tell people the story. But at the end of the night when everybody else is left and won't nobody else pick up the phone, you got to deal with the fact that you are going through what it is that you're going through because you've been foul, because you've been wrong. And when you are saved, it is doubly hard because you understand that before you went wrong, you was in a grace, you was in a peace, you was in a comfort that you never had to come out of. But you chose the world and its, and it's vicious, malicious, messed up ways. And now you're suffering. Yeah, yeah. You, you ever be so foul that somebody you love suffers because you chose wrong? Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Anybody, anybody ever done that? Who you love you see a pain in their eyes that you've never seen before because you made a wrong mistake, because you chose immoral. You understand what I'm saying? It ain't nothing like, let me tell you, it ain't nothing like looking at somebody you love and saying, oh, this is my fault. I did this to you. You, 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 ever had to, you ever had to pack your family? Oh, Lord. Pack your family. Come on. We got to go. We got to get out of here. You, you, ever, you ever had to just change everything about your life because of you making mistakes that you shouldn't have made? And there's just a suffering because I'm going to tell you something. God tends to help you through the suffering far more in the natural and it's not that he's not going to help you with it when it's immoral, but he doesn't help you with it as quickly. And I've come to realize because he understands that if he just brings you out of what you messed up, 
too quickly. You won't appreciate what you went through, and you'll do it again. Anybody in here ever said, if I ever get out of this, I ain't going to never do. You ain't got to worry about me no more than you got out of it. In about six months, you seen you was clear and free, and then you found yourself in something else again. And then there's something when, when don't nobody human know. Don't, don't nobody human know. But you can't enjoy the ride home because you got to deal with you. Because the Almighty sits down in the car when we're going to deal with this. Oh, Lord of mercy. Anybody ever, anybody ever thought you got away with it? Then the Almighty sat down on the scene of your life and said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got it going on, and, and you tricked everybody, and don't nobody know, and you got it, you kept it for you held a multitude of sins, you you covered them up, but 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 what do you mean you gonna deal with what you did? And we ain't never really ready to deal with it right there, are we? And he says. I'll wait. But until we do, you'll have no peace. You'll have no peace. And every wrong thing that happens in your life, you'll wonder. Is this the sin that I've hidden, that I've buried in the camp? That's why the Bible says that, that that sin that's covered up ain't no blessing in that. But, but there's freedom to a person. There's righteousness that's imputed good to the person that, that actually goes in and gets out from under that thing. You see. You, 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 ever, you ever came clean and didn't lose as much as Satan told you you was going to lose? You, you ever come clean and, and, and no matter how bad coming clean is, you feel better. And you might have lost some stuff and you might have lost some people. But the, but the power of Satan is off your life. And now you can begin to operate in a true repentance. Here I am in closing. This is it. Three minutes. Why don't we just get in him? He says, he says, listen, if you stay in that world... It's already naturally going to bring you some drama. Naturally, you're already going to have to deal with it. But, 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 but if you stay in that world, I'm, you, and it ain't nothing that you, and, 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 and it's not true, and it's not faithful, and it, and it doesn't care, and it, and it keeps scoring, and it crushes you, and it crushes you, and it crushes you, and it never blesses you. But in me, but in me, in me there's peace. Tell the truth, shame the devil. I want you to raise your hands. I tell you this, you ain't even got to talk about what you're going through. But if you'll just tell the truth, watch this. God says, I'll, I'll begin to work it out on your behalf. How, how many of you right now are suffering? Woo. <laughs> and you need God. <laughs> and, and if we'll just be all the way honest, all our suffering ain't natural. Some of this... Some of this I brought on me. If that's you today, I want you to know that the altar is open. 
I've, I've, I've kind of strayed away from through the week after reading that devotional, laying, I said, I don't know when next time I'm going to lay hands on people because I ain't worthy to be doing no, no hand laying. And the last time I read the Bible, I never saw where hands was laid. And... But if you got issues, you got isms, you got problems, you got suffering, I dare you give God a chance. Some of you have been coming to church for years, but, you, but you've not given him a chance. Some of you have been sitting in that chair for three, four, five, six years waiting for him to just do it. Just do it, Lord. But he ain't never just did it. In fact, he said in the word of God, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So once you begin to let the mind be in you, things, things begin to shift and change. But the let was work, baby. Faith without works is dead. If there's anybody in the building today that says, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And, 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 and here's the reality. Why do I keep praying, but it ain't no breakthrough? Ask yourself that. He's a God of breakthrough. He's a God of next levels. He's able. Amen. He's able. Maybe you've come to the altar. Maybe you've come to the altar, but you really wasn't wanting to leave what you, was, what you knew was tearing you up alone. Anybody ever went there? I'm going to go down here because it's, that's what they tell me to do. They tell me that it'll get better if I go down here, but, but I ain't going to let it go. Or if I let it go, I'm, I'm going to go pick it back up before I leave because it's been with me for so long. I don't know what to do without it. Pastor, why won't you pray for me? Because I don't got the power to change what it is that you're going through. But he's at the altar. He's at the altar. <laughs> 